0: When I'm re-elected, the best is yet to come
1: In political history, just got fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love real boys. Hello, everybody, and good morning, and welcome to Live from America. You're locked and loaded right here, and I am. Your ever so humble, God fearing, and God loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip hop patriot, coming to you from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. And it is a blessing and an honor to be here with you every single day. Today is a very uh, important day as uh, I will be leaving the morning show to go over and officially file to run for state representative here in this Live Free or Die State. And, um,. I've got some uh, I've got some really good people running with me, a good trio of Republicans, uh, MAGA Republicans actually running with me right here in in our uh, in our district. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a ride, I can tell you that. But I will very much appreciate all of your prayers as uh, as as not only do I go officially run, but actually um, in getting the word out there and letting people know. Look, there's a new kind of Republican, and it isn't the ones that you, even the independents and the Democrats, it's not the kind of Republican that you think. We're a new breed, so it's going to be exciting, and this will be the second time I've run for office. Hopefully, this time we'll come out with a win, but that's, uh, that's all God's will, so we'll learn every second of every day, whether we win or lose, it's about the journey, not the destination, and we'll worry about the destination when we get there, so thank you all very much for your kindness, your support, and uh, your prayers, as uh, we'll see what happens. Right, always it's always a uh, it's always a journey and a ride when you run for public office. Um, you think uh, you think you're opened up to uh, to scrutiny just by doing a podcast or a show? You are really opened up to scrutiny when it comes to running for office. I mean, I had some crazies come out of the woodwork the last time. Ended up in court uh, with some crazies and beat them. Because God is good and you can't beat God. Anyway, folks, here on this May 24th, year of our Lord 2022, I want to start out the show today with playing you some video footage from the World Economic Forum and all of the world, quote, leaders that are, visit, uh, that are all invited to, uh, to go to Davos and sit there and pat each other on the back and tell each other how great they are and make plans for you, me, and everybody else in the world. And they literally have no right to do so here in the United States of America, but they think they do. We're going to start off this morning first with one of the worst people on this planet. And... Um, somebody that we should always be keeping an eye on, and that is Klaus Schwab. Here is Klaus Schwab's latest speech about how he and all the others there are the ones that are basically invested in this world and it basically belongs to them. Check it out.
2: Let's also be clear. The future is not just happening. The future is built by us, by a powerful community as you here in this room. We have the means to improve the states of the world. But two conditions are necessary. The first one is that we act all as stakeholders of larger communities. Stakeholders. That we serve not our only self interests, but we serve the community. That's what we call stakeholder responsibility. And second, that we collaborate. And this is the reason why you find many opportunities here during the meeting to engage into very action and impact-oriented initiatives to make progress related to specific issues on the global agenda.
1: Man, if that guy had a mustache, he would be Hitler. Stakeholders, it is your responsibility to build And guide the future. It is your responsibility. And you're calling yourselves stakeholders. Listen to those words. Listen to the rhetoric coming from this evil, evil man. He's literally calling himself and other world leaders that are there stakeholders of humanity. He says we not only need to act in our own self-interests, but interests of the community as well, which happen to stem directly from their self-interests in which he is claiming and self-labeling himself as a stakeholder of. The last, guy t- the last time some guy talked like this, six million Jews died. Oh, but that's not the only rhetoric. I'm sure you heard this from the World Economic Forum And this actually happened late last week. But this is Pfizer CEO talking about everybody swallowing a pill that sends a message back to a headquarters of, which we don't know where that would be yet, probably Pfizer headquarters or the WHO, letting them know that you took that pill. Excuse me, letting them know that you took that pill. And he said this would be the ultimate compliance. Check this out.
2: It is uh, basically biological that it is in the tablet, and once you take the tablet and dissolves into your stomach, sends a signal that you took the tablet. So imagine the applications of that, uh, compliance. Uh, The insurance companies to know that the medicines that patients should take, they do take them. Uh, It is uh, fascinating what happens in in, uh, this field.
1: It's an ingestible pill that has a tiny microchip in it that sends a wireless signal to relevant authorities when the pharmaceutical has been digested. He says, quote, imagine the compliance. Folks, the Second Amendment isn't just something you learn in school. The Second Amendment isn't just something to put on a flag or on a T-shirt and say that you're a patriot. The Second Amendment... I think the time is coming to where we're going to have to utilize that Second Amendment in ways that we probably never thought we would have to in our lifetime. But Ronald Reagan said it best. Freedom is only one generation away from being extinct. And that is what we are dealing with in this world, in this country, as we speak. Folks, if you could do me a favor, please, please, if you're watching on Rumble, if you're part of the 3,000 people that are watching on Rumble, do me a favor and share that Rumble link. Rumble is is our home, and I really appreciate the Getter and Facebook shares too, but we really, really, really want to drive people to the Rumble page because that is where we're always going to be safe as they do not operate on AWS servers like most other uh, social media platforms do. This is why it's so important that we build the Rumble link, okay, guys? So if you could do that for me, I'd really appreciate it. Again, Bill Gates is set to speak at the World Economic Forum in about 20 minutes. Uh, About 11.30, I believe, he's scheduled to speak. Bill Gates. And do you know why he was invited to speak at the World Economic Forum today at 11.30 Eastern Time? It's because he's there to speak about the, quote, next pandemic. The next pandemic. Hmm. At the same time that Joe Biden is literally asking the WHO to have complete control over our sovereignty. Think this is all a game? Think this is all just a coincidence? No, this is a calculated strategic effort to bring the United States to its knees. Everybody said Rumble is frozen, but I don't see it. Uh, freezing on my end Maybe some people are having issues Just refresh and keep going If not, you can always go watch it uh, somewhere else I also would appreciate any rumble rants That we get today, folks Because they're they are uh, they're going towards keeping our producer And uh, the Slurp Fund And we will be doing a Slurp Fund recipient tomorrow And uh, I really would like to make sure That we have that fund replenished So I appreciate that Let me give some live shout-outs here To some live from America family members Um... Sharon Hatcher, thank you very much uh, for your letter. Currently recovering from cancer surgery, and also sent a donation. Thank you for that while you're going through such a tough time. Jacqueline, Jacqueline Fiodi, f- hopefully I say this right. Jacqueline Fiordalassi, Fior Fiordalisi. That's a hard name to say, so don't, uh, don't hold that against me. Thank you for your letter and your donation. Dean and Linda Maxwell, thank you for your note and your donation as well. Patricia Ann Granger, thank you for your letter of encouragement and your donation. Terry Kasten, thank you as well. Joan Beatty sent a pretty large, I would say it's large, donation to Life from America. And these times and uh, Joe Biden's economy, I know that's difficult, and I want to say thank you, Joan, very much. And thank you for your letter. Tina Wehner. Um, she, she even put how it was pronounced I said it right anyway Good thing we're on the same page Thank you for your letter and donation And Sue Silvers Thank you for your card And your donation I'd also like to thank some of the people That donate through JeremyHarrell.com I know this takes a little bit folks But I want to recognize All these people who are supporting And funding Live from America Rita Mehaniak, Thank you Frederick Gifford Michelle Miller God bless you Keith Toberg Kyle Madison, Brad Bartlett, Fran Kalfer, Patrick Marek, excuse me, Michelle Smith, Sherry Van Mannen, Robert and Andrea Rauscher, uh, Regina Davis, uh, Lesha Wyatt, Patricia Stephen, Kent and Alta Barnett, Monica Piper, Dana Valley, Mary Sale, Liz Bowman, Deanna Kitchen, Marianne Wigginton, and Angela. Grootsmacher, God bless you all, and thank you for helping fund Live From America. As we are only viewer-funded, every little bit definitely helps. And we have some sponsors, too. All right, we're going to get to the Lord now, folks, because the morning newsletter um, is something that a lot of people don't like to hear, but it is what it is. And that's talking about man-made traditions in man-made religions. And I titled this morning's newsletter, Religious Traditions are wrong. That's going to ruffle some feathers. Religious traditions are wrong. Verse of the day comes from Mark seven thirteen. Big shout out to the uh, Live from America Facebook, or the, uh, excuse me, the LFA Facebook page. That's got over 100 people watching on it right now. It's nice to see that that page grow. Uh, Mark seven thirteen, And you cancel the word of God in order to hand down your own traditions. And this is only one example among many others, says Jesus in Mark 7, 13. How many denominations are there in Christianity, folks? All of which have their own do's and don'ts that are not, let me repeat, not found in Scripture. And like those of the hypocritical Pharisees, it's usually always for outward appearances. We are really good at not taking away from God's commandments, but what about adding to God's commandments? Wouldn't that be just as bad as not keeping or adhering to the ones that are already there, put in place by God Almighty himself, folks? The commandments of God should always be separate from the traditions of men. Any attempt to marry the two will certainly displease God and will create hundreds, if not thousands, of false converts. You can either lay aside the commandments of God and follow the traditions of people, or you can lay aside the traditions of people and follow the commandments of God. You cannot have or do both. Now, think of the denomination or religion that you may belong to or follow. Does it perfectly fit with the commandments of God? No additions and no subtractions? It's a good question to ask yourself. Are there rules in place that don't show up in Scripture or in the Holy Bible? Are you taught the actual Word of God from the Bible? Are you kept away from the words in the Bible? Really take a close hard look at who and how you worship. You may be doing it all wrong. Follow the teachings and the words of Jesus Christ. Not a pastor, not a preacher, not a priest. They are there to guide and support. If they are telling you something different than what Jesus did, well, folks, it's time to bounce. It's not easy, but it's necessary. Don't let the traditions of men destroy your salvation with God Almighty. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Folks, let's remove our hats today if you are wearing one, and let's go to the Lord and say the Lord's Prayer together from your lips to God's ears. The congregation of life from America is strong, and our faith is strong, and united we stand, divided we fall. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Jeremy, when is election day there for you? Well, our primary is in September and our general is in November. I know that it's very hard to watch on Rumble right now. Rumble's freezing for a lot of people. I get that and I'm very sorry and it's really uh, unfortunate for the Rumble rants that we, uh, that we rely on. So just keep trying it. If it's not working for you guys, there's always another way to watch it. Roku, Getter. Um, oh, you know what I didn't do and I should probably do this right now. Let me also go ahead and post the link on truth social in case you're watching on truth, you can watch it right there. You do not need to bounce over to another platform. Okay. All right, folks, here we go. We're going to get into the very first, first and foremost of the day. So lift your cups up. Let's have our first slurp. (laughs) Connie, I read what you said and you are right about the date, but the celebration exists regardless. But thank you very much. Here we go. Let's get ready to rumble. uh, First and foremost here on Live from America, folks, our Republican Party is actually a heck of a lot worse than we previously knew. Now, some of us might know how bad our Republican Party is. Some of us might not. But I'm here to tell you how deep that the swamp actually goes within our own Republican Party. And this is why Donald Trump has been pushing and pushing and pushing to get rid of rhinos, which is why I don't like when I see him actually support a rhino but let's go ahead and get into this right now folks since we're talking about the party of davos since we're talking about the world health organization since we're talking about the world economic forum and since we're talking about the uh, the very proud nwo that exists throughout the world and even in our own country with the communist democrat party united states republicans have joined democrats in backing the expansion of nato Despite the rise in nationalism and patriotism right here in the United States of America, let's get into it. Democrats and Republican U.S. senators have introduced a resolution as of yesterday backing Sweden and Finland bids to join NATO, underscoring support for expanding the alliance despite growing nationalism in the Republican Party. It will take two-thirds majority in the 100-member Senate to approve the expansion of the alliance requiring yes votes from at least 17 Republicans along with every Democrat. Many Republicans have been uh, following the lead of former President Donald J. Trump, the party's leader, toward the more nationalist foreign policy. Trump accused NATO allies of not spending enough of their own defense money and excessively burdening the United States taxpayer. Russia's invasion of Ukraine has prompted Finland and Sweden to apply to join for NATO. with NATO. In the Senate, 11 Republicans voted no last week, against legislation providing $40 billion more of our taxpayer dollars while we suffer right here in the United States of America to send to the leather-thong-wearing president of Ukraine, with some saying they wanted the funds directed uh, for the funds director to Americans. Directed to Americans, excuse me. Last month, 63 Republican members of the House of Representatives, nearly one-third of the full caucus, opposed a bill reaffirming United States support for NATO. The top Senate Republican Mitch McConnell and Jim Risch, the top Republican on the foreign relations panel, joined Democrat Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and committee chair member Bob Menendez and other senators in introducing this resolution. We fully support their application to become NATO members and are looking forward to their swift ascension in coming months, Menendez said in the statement. So what we have here, folks, is a good old fashioned uniparty leaders working where they had the worst poll numbers on planet Earth, but yet they get to decide what happens with foreign policy and with domestic uh, and national policy, um, both, again, foreign and abroad. I mean, abroad and right here at home. They get to decide what we, what happens with laws, with your pocketbook, with your taxpayer dollars, with your family, with your school, and their poll numbers, both on the Republican and the Democrat side in Congress, is like at a dismal 18 to 20%. Nobody likes what you do. Nobody wants you in charge. Nobody cares about you, not even on the Democrat side, but yet these people somehow figure a way to stay in power and continue to run the world. The Republican Party is just as guilty, just as bad, and just as swampy as the swamp donkey communist Democrats, and we need to continue to focus our energy on ridding our Republican Party of these, sw- of these rhinos. That includes everybody that I just mentioned, everybody at the RNC, and everybody at the top brass in the GOP. They've all got to go. Every single one of them have got to go. Yep, exactly. They love to spend our money. Amen. Ukraine is not our ally, says Bad Moon. Amen. Election issues already in Georgia. Well, how about that, folks? How about that? When you got a loser in charge like Kemp, that's what happens. So long story short, folks, uh, the Republican Party is doing things behind closed doors that other, uh, other shows and other networks are not talking about, and that is they are expanding NATO when we should be pulling out of NATO, which is exactly what Donald Trump was doing, pulling us away from NATO, pulling away from the WHO, pulling away from globalist communities, pulling away from the NWO. Anyway, folks, we're going to move on from that, and we're going to go right to the state of Michigan. Let me just tell you something right now. These state strategies are working. These state strategies to rid the party of rhinos, they are working. Can you imagine a world? Let me just paint a picture for you real quick. I want all of you that are watching this show right now to imagine a world, and I know in some cases it's a big hypothetical, but Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, Senator Doug Mastriano, governor of Pennsylvania, Garrett Saldano, governor of Michigan. Candace Taylor, governor of Georgia. Carrie Lake, governor of Arizona. John Wickman and maybe even a couple others, a governor of Wisconsin. Now I know some of those names are not Trump-backed names. I know some of those names don't have the large big huge names as some of those people like a Dr. Oz or a Purdue or a whatever a but let me just tell you something ladies and gentlemen if those names of those people were in place in the gubernatorial seat in each one of those states let me just tell you right now none of this crap would be happening and there would be free and fair honest elections in each one of those states and if democrats actually won then we would say the democrats won good to you we suck but that's not the case and if those people that i just mentioned We're in the gubernatorial seat in each one of those states, folks, this United States, or uh, uh, Ramtham in Wisconsin as well. Exactly. But that sounds like a panel of rock stars to me. Doesn't it sound like that to you? No way Candace can win, says J.C. Christian. I don't don't agree with that. I don't agree with that because Candace polls higher than Purdue in most of Georgia. In most of Georgia, I don't agree with that. I think, I think we're seeing a lot of uh, people just wanting something to happen. Candace could win. And Candace definitely would have won if she had President Trump's endorsement. Why Purdue is the guy I don't know, and I don't care. The guy's a coward. It is what it is. Like it or don't like it. When you run away from your responsibility and you give up like that, like the last election, you're a coward. When you fly in on a private jet to give an interview for 50 people and then bounce and let everybody else do the hard work for you, then you're a coward. You did not do the hard work. You do not deserve to sit in the seat. I don't care if your name is Trump or if your name is Purdue or if your name is Nancy Pelosi. I don't care what your name is, and I don't care where you came from. If you're not willing to do the hard work and you're not willing to roll up your sleeves and do the work yourself, and if you run from things, you're a coward who doesn't need to be elected to office, period. So all those people that I just named in each one of those states are not cowards. They will not run from something. They do roll their sleeves up. Now, I want to give you a big breaking story in Michigan before we bring on our next guest today, and that is big breaking news in the state of Michigan as the Michigan Board of Elections have tossed some of the top Republican candidates from the governor's race, including James Craig, and including Perry Johnson, have uh, claims that they did not turn in enough valid signatures. Well, how about that? Let's get into this story. The Michigan Board of Elections, a corrupt group that allowed the 2020 state election to be stolen by hundreds of ballot traffickers and mules and liars and Democrats and Zuckerbucks, and tens of thousands of illegal ballots disqualified the two leading Republican candidates for the upcoming gubernatorial election. Former uh, Detroit police chief and rhino James Craig and billionaire businessman Perry Johnson, who I don't even know who he is or what he's done. Obviously, he's got a billion dollars, but who cares? We're knocked out of the race today by the leftist election group. The Michigan Bureau of Elections claims they do not have enough legitimate signatures on their petitions to enter the race. Well, how about that? Craig and Perry were both very attractive Republican candidates who were vying for the Republican challenger to wicked Gretchen Whitmer. This was an easy way to eliminate competition early. In some cases, I can't stand the Democrat Party, and I don't condone anything that they've ever done, and I don't condone this move. But God does work in some very mysterious ways, and that paves way for people, regular everyday people like you and me, who want to work hard, who do roll up their sleeves, to actually make a difference in their state. Right now, folks, he's no stranger to life from America. I'd like to bring on Dr. Garrett Saldano, who is running for Michigan Governor. Garrett, how are you today, my friend? I'm doing absolutely fantastic, my man. Thank you so much for having us on again. Hey, man, it's always a pleasure. You know, here's what, one thing that a lot of people don't know about you and I, and that is every single day, maybe every, maybe every day, maybe it's every other day, but usually every single day I get a text from this man right here. And, and folks, do you, know, to, do you want to know what his text messages are? They're not like, hey, how you doing? They're not like, hey, can I come back on your show? They're not like, hey, can you reach out to people to help donate to the campaign? No, he is sending me pictures every single day of where he is and what crowd he's got rallied around him that day. And I got to tell you, this man might be the hardest working gubernatorial candidate I have ever seen. I get pictures literally daily from this man, sometimes multiple days. Now we're here. Now we're there. Garrett. Let me know how it's been going out on the campaign trail for you and how getting involved with the people is actually the best strategy.
3: Oh, you have to. You know, I'll take hard work any day of the week, especially when money doesn't work. And that's what we have is an unbelievable group of people, our grassroots warriors, our volunteers. You know, without them, I am nothing. And these folks have just been alongside me for the last two years. You know, when we initially stood up against um, Governor Whitmer's draconian lockdowns, went after the very law, the citizens petition that we did when we got 539,000 signatures to take away her power. We've been recruiting licensed election inspectors over the past several months, helping these grassroots organizations and the Michigan GOP so we can secure our 2022 election. And so that's what you're getting with our movement is we are nonstop taking back lost ground. We're not, we're not holding the line anymore. I don't even like that term. Nope. We're taking back lost ground.
1: Well, you know, holding the line means you, – you, you. I mean, it's good to hold the line. You're standing there, and you're not letting anybody anybody uh, pass you. But we're a different Republican Party nowadays. We're not just holding the line. We're moving the line. We held the it. line. Now it's moving the line forward. Now it's offense. Now it's what Madison Cawthorn calls dark MAGA, which I love that. I love that term because I understand what he means. Um so let me, let's talk about this, what I just opened with, with, with what the Michigan Election Board just did. Explain to me and the audience here what, what's happened there and what that means for you.
3: So what you have to do to get on the ballot is in a six-month period, you need to at least get 15,000 signatures to officially be on the ballot. And a lot of these folks um, do what's called paid circulators. And that's kind of always rubbed me the wrong way. If you can't inspire Michigan's greatest asset, and that is the people to sign you on the ballot, then how are you going to run the state? So a lot of these candidates went out and got paid circulators, and all of them used this fraudulent company. um, And unfortunately, they got taken off the ballot. We did ours back in, or handed all of ours in. You needed 15,000. We handed in over 20,000 back in January. And why everyone else over the last three months, because you had to turn them in at the end of April, were scrambling around to get those signatures done. We were organizing um, our grassroots army to door knock, to phone calls. I mean, we have door knocked over 15,000 doors, I think. These folks have made over 100,000 calls to Republican voters. And that is what we're bringing to the table as this grassroots army. These people are engaged, they're passionate, and we're ready to hammer down and get this done. But you made one false statement. That was only one poll that had Perry in second place. We have been in a solid second place for a while now.
1: Well, you know, the polling, we all know that the mainstream media puts out fake polling, but even it seems like even within the Republican Party, There's a lot of fake polling going out there because we were talking about Candace Taylor down in Georgia. And if you go anywhere, town to town to town, she blows Purdue out of the water. But yet you get on TV and you get with these TV debates and, you know, a whole different story. Speaking of debates, you had a debate not too long ago. Tell us how you did in that debate for people who might not live in Michigan and might not have been uh, tuned in.
3: Yeah, We the People's Campaign, We the People's Run for Governor dominated that debate. Yes, and we have another did. debate this Saturday, and we have another debate next week. And so that's where we have our kind of edge is people feel me. They know that I'm real. I'm not a politician. I'm not doing this for some career um, move or a political aspiration. I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do, and nobody else can get the job done. And as I reflect back, I'm the only candidate on stage right now who's actually went up against Governor Whitmer and beat her by taking away her own law. So I'm 1-0. and and we plan on being 2-0 against her here in November.
1: I just want to show the folks here. I'm gonna I'm gonna cover your uh cover your number here. But folks, I want you to look at this. See these pictures? Look at these pictures. These are all pictures that he sends me every day from another rally or another event he's doing. Like literally, I get this stuff every single day from you. Um and I gotta say, that's how you that's how you win. That's how you win. You know that that is exactly. How you win an election. And you get out there and you get your hands dirty. So today I'm officially, um, officially uh, going to be a candidate for state rep here in New Hampshire. And we got a heck of a ground team that we're putting together. And that's what it's all about. It's not about going out there and selling something. It's actually just the, diff- just the opposite. It's going out there and saying, what can we do together? You don't have to do any. You don't have to f- fund me. You don't have to pay for it or anything. What can we do together? What are your gripes? What's happening? What do you feel? And I guarantee you. More people feel like you and I than the than uh than the alternative. I guarantee you, people are hurting. People are. I don't care which way they voted in the past. They're looking at who's running the country right now, and they're like, "Wow, can't feed babies. Gas prices through the roof. What's your gas price in Michigan? What are your gas so like prices
3: 459, there? Four fifty nine.
1: Four fifty nine. That's about what they are here too. You know what I mean? And 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 it just look at what they look at what diesel what happened with diesel prices and and, all, and 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 all of this stuff. And then you got, a, and you got a governor there who works with the FBI to make fake kidnapping plots. That's yep. what they do. That's what they focus on. That's what they focus Absolutely. on. What are you going to be focused on, sir?
3: Right now, we have to win this thing. And that's why we're putting all hands on deck right now to continue to fundraise. And I'm proud to announce we have fundraised over $2 million in less than a year. 96% of that money. And this is the statistic that I love, Jeremy. 96% of that $2 million is under the amount of 200 or out of that 2 million, excuse me, um, ninety-six percent is under the amount of two hundred dollars. There we go. Wow! And that just shows you that's grassroots, and we're gonna have enough in the in the war chest to win this primary, and then we're just gonna hammer down and go after Governor Whitmer and hold her accountable.
1: So what's ne- So this next debate coming up? You said it's this weekend.
3: Yep, on Saturday.
1: So how can we watch it? And and uh, also, will you be able to have access to that afterwards, where you can send me just the debate, or or where can we yeah, watch it course. so I can record it?
3: It will be live streamed, I think, on Channel 9, Channel 10 up in Traverse City. You'll have to look at exactly what network it is, but it will be streamed um, online, live. And, of course, we're going to have all that footage afterwards. So if you can't see it, I'll definitely get it to you.
1: Yeah, you definitely want to get that to me. When is your primary in Michigan again? August 2nd. August 2nd. So you're just hammering down until then, doing what you've been doing every single day, no different strategies?
3: Nothing. I mean, everything that we've been doing, we've been on this nice little climb in the polls. And everything that we're doing right now, we continue to draw big crowds, which you see the the engagements there. People are passionate. And Jeremy, I'm so proud of you. Number one for running, man, because Thank that you. gives me the chills because that's our ripple effect that we're growing right now. It's time for ordinary folks to do extraordinary things. And it's time for Americans who love this country and love this flag that want to get involved. And that's what has to happen. Yeah. And we have to continue to do that to start this ripple effect to inspire future leaders. Because we have to turn this thing around and we got to get this ship back on course. And this is for all of our aspirations and for all of our legacies to grow. But most importantly, this is for all of our family trees to flourish for generations to come. That's what's at stake.
1: Well, and you know, the other thing too, is I just said, it doesn't matter. I mean, yes, it does matter if you win or lose, obviously. But if you just run and get your message and, and be true to you, you're gonna even if you lost, you're gonna inspire two, three, maybe four other people to run. You might get a message out there that people weren't hearing, and that might inspire a revolution. You just never know. You lose a hundred percent of the op- opportunities that you don't take, right? So, I'm uh, yes. I'm I'm inspired by you. You're inspired by me. Cur- courage is contagious. Let's keep it moving. I'll give you the last word, Garrett. Uh, anything you want to say to the people? How they can help? How they can donate?
3: Just to piggyback on what you said, brother. Don't you ever think that you can't make a difference because you you can. Mm. You never know what small act that you may say or do. This all started with one Facebook video that may change the lives of millions tomorrow. So all you have to do is merely muster the courage to claim that and stand up. And you'll be amazed what happens when you let go, let God. So you can follow us at com. That's two R's, two T's, F-O-R, garrettformichigan.com. And of course, if you want to put any financial skin in the game, holy cow, if it's only a dollar, five dollars, it adds up to be big amounts. We all do this together as a team. And that's what we're going to bring to the table um, as Michigan's next governor.
1: Well, I got to tell you, a guy named Donnie C, who loves Live from America, he's always here, he's always helping financially when, whenever he can. And uh, when he was down, we got to help him out. It was kind of a reciprocal thing, you know, but he just donated $100 to your campaign. So whatever, whatever anybody sends me in your name, I will send over to you and I'll just donate it right on your website. Uh, and, And that's how we all work together. That's how we have all boats rise. So good luck to you, brother. I will have you come on again a number of times before the primary, but keep sending me those pictures and we'll keep in contact. Okay.
3: That's right. God bless you, sir.
1: God bless you too. See you later, Garrett. Your brother. All right, guys. Uh, again, and just real people. You know what I mean. Like Candace, like uh, like like Garrett, um, like Doug Mastriano. Real people, regular people doing real regular things. Now, I do apologize for Rumble today. Don't don't let that Rumble, uh, don't let Rumbles feed today discourage you from staying on Rumble in the future. Some people are experiencing freezing. Some people aren't. There's really not much we can do. I heard they were having some problems today as they were doing some updates. Anyway, so super late today. Have to watch all of it. I missed blessings and prayers to all. Now I know there's some good candidates running in Michigan, by the way, it's not just Garrett. Garrett just happens to be the guy that I've endorsed. That's why I talk about him so much, but I've also had other people on the show running for Michigan. There's great people running for running for governor of Michigan. Um, I just happen to have Garrett on, you know, reoccurring because he's who I, who he's who I think he's like me. He's like most of you. And, and and of all the guys that I've, that I've uh, and gals that I've interviewed in, in, in these States just happens to be the one that really just, I feel is the right for, for that state. Um, rumble is working fine for me. Okay, good. God bless. So anyway, moving on folks, great candidate there in, Ma- in Michigan. And uh, if you live in Michigan, make sure you do your own research, but if you've got any questions for him, you can let me know his response. I'm wondering what you meant by that. Um, now you're helping raise money for a rhino, says Linda. No, no, no. I've never seen anything in his past at all that's made him uh, be a rhino, and we've had him on since uh, a year ago. Um, definitely not a rhino. Definitely doesn't think that 2020 was a fair election. Definitely thinks Donald Trump got cheated. Definitely thinks Biden is illegitimate. Definitely doesn't stand for abortion. Pers- man of God, you know what I mean? So uh, what is the best way you can connect it with Tim Rantham? We've actually reached out. We actually have reached out. We've got a lot of people who've asked to have Tim Rantham on. Um, prayers for your wife, Matt. Yes. Thank you very much. He's not like you. You have no idea. Well, Linda, maybe you can tell me, maybe you can show me why he's not like me, but uh, I've had a lot of personal conversations with this man over the last year and I think he's, uh, I think he's a great guy. So anyway, let's move on. We're going to go from Michigan to the great state of Pennsylvania where the GOP candidate, David McCormick has now filed a lawsuit with a CEO hedge fund billionaire in the state of Pennsylvania demanding that undated ballots that arrived after the election still be counted. This is the work of either a communist Democrat or a rhino. When they want ballots counted for weeks, days, months, or whatever it is afterwards, well, folks... That's not good news, but let's get into this story. Um, A recent fundraiser sponsor in New York for David McCormick was the founder of a consulting firm representing the controversial Dominion voting systems. McCormick also made big bucks lobbying for communist China. McCormick McCormick moved back to Pennsylvania to run in the GOP Senate race after Sean Parnell dropped out of the race. This is just bringing you guys up to speed in case you don't know what's going on in the great state of Pennsylvania. President Trump had uh, this to say about McCormick at a recent Trump rally. Um, Well, basically, I won't go through the whole thing, but he he just basically goes through and says he's the wrong guy for Pennsylvania, is a rhino. Uh, Linda, Bye-bye, hon. Sorry. Last Tuesday night, when the mail-in ballots started to come in, David McCormick built a sizable lead against Dr. Oz and Kathy Barnett in the GOP primary election. Now, here we are a week later, and still votes are coming in. And right now, it looks like Dr. Oz leads by about 1,000 votes after six days of counting. The state is still not through counting ballots. Well, David McCormick sued to demand the election officials Count undated ballots that came in after Tuesday's election, sounding just like a swamp donkey Democrat. The war over every last vote in Pennsylvania is too close to call. Senate GOP primary is now officially heading to the court. As David McCormick's campaign filed a lawsuit um, yesterday afternoon, arguing that the election officials must count mail-in and absentee ballots that lack a date on the envelope, citing a federal court order released on Friday. McCormick and his primary component, excuse me, opponent, uh, Dr. Oz, have been squabbling over whether undated ballots should be counted. The fight began last week after three-judge panel on a federal Third Circuit Court of Appeals issued a judgment that undated ballots in the 2021 count, uh, judgeship election should be counted. McCormick's lawsuit filed in state court sues the state's chief election official and county election boards in order to compel them to count the undated ballots that were returned on time. All right. Now, here's the crazy part about this. Guess who else wants ballots that are received after Election Day deadline to be counted in Pennsylvania and everywhere else? That's Hillary Clinton's attorney, Mark Elias. Mark Elias. Folks, we already know that Mark Elias is involved in a whole bunch of stuff in making sure that they illegally ousted President Donald J. Trump. Now Hillary's attorney was involved in the Russia collusion sham and implementing the 2020 election drop boxes across all states is also in this argument for and from McCormick. Elias tweeted out that McCormick went to court uh, after McCormick went to court to count the undated ballots and said, my team was literally working on the same lawsuits for the November election. Later, Mark Elias tweeted that he might join McCormick in the lawsuit to count undated ballots. Perhaps we will intervene in favor of McCormick, said Hillary Clinton attorney Mark Elias. So when you've got a candidate who a lot of you Republicans voted for in Pennsylvania, not saying Oz is better, but I'm just saying when you have a candidate that a lot of you voted for in Pennsylvania, who's fighting to count ballots after the election day, and he he will most likely be joined in his lawsuit by Hillary Clinton attorney Mark Elias, ask yourself, wow, should I have voted for this guy? Not to say that you should have voted for Oz. I'm just saying you need to ask yourself, should I have voted for this guy? Now, here's something really weird that I did not expect. And actually, it kind of blows my mind. You ready for this? The GOP in Pennsylvania is actually taking the side of Dr. Oz in this vote counting lawsuit. This blew my mind because I thought for sure that the GOP would be all about it, folks. I, I thought the GOP would all be all about taking down a Trump endorsed candidate. But the National Republican Party, as well as the GOP in Pennsylvania, is now taking the side of celebrity heart surgeon Dr. Mehmet Oz in this Pennsylvania neck-to-neck GOP primary contest for the U.S. Senate and opposing the lawsuit that could help former hedge fund CEO David McCormick close the gap in those votes. This blew my mind because the fact that Dr. Oz is backed by President Donald J. Trump, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm confused every day with this Republican Party. Um, In this lawsuit, McCormick asked the state's Commonwealth Court to require counting or counties to obey a brand new federal appeals court decision and promptly count mail-in ballots that lack a required handwritten date on the return envelope, even though state law in Pennsylvania says no. So... It's crazy, folks, what's going on in this Republican Party. It seems like we're in a bigger fight amongst our own party than we are against the Democrats. But you know what? It's needed. Because if we do not go through whatever sacrifice we have to go through to cleanse this party, then there's no way we're ever going to beat the Democrats. It's just a uniparty back and forth forever. So now, big day in Georgia. As you know, there's Georgia, there's, uh, Georgia primary, Arkansas and Alabama primaries going on today. Um... Big, big day across the South. So if we're going to talk about Georgia and this big day that we're having in Georgia, and by the way, if I was you guys, and I know that you guys are all basically first America first MAGA people out there, I would suggest that you vote for Candace Taylor. I'm just going to put that out there because she's the only one that fits the bill. If you put what you believe right alongside what David Perdue, Brian Kemp, and Candace Taylor believe, I would guarantee you that nine times out of 10, you will agree with what Candace agrees with and she will agree with what you agree with. I guarantee you do that with uh, Kemp or Purdue. You're not going to have the same results. You don't have to listen to me. Do it yourself and figure it out. But in Georgia, Voter GA held a press conference yesterday where they have uncovered 1.7 million ballot images that were illegally destroyed as well as video monitor images uh, video monitoring missing for 181,000 drop box ballots. Now, we all know this. Will anything be done about this? Well, I'm going to tell you right now if Kemp becomes governor of Georgia again, nothing will ever be done about this. If Purdue becomes governor of Georgia, most likely nothing will be done about this. He ran from his own problems. He may because he has Donald Trump breathing down his neck now and he's got his lips firmly pressed to the back of Donald Trump's butt, but would he do it on his own? Probably not just based on what we've seen and heard from him. If Candace Taylor was your governor in Georgia, do you believe that the 1.7 million ballot images that were illegally destroyed and the 181,000 Dropbox ballots that were illegally uh, counted, do you think that something would be done about that if Candace Taylor was your governor? Again, folks, the reason why I am so... Everybody goes, you're supposed to be a news show. You're supposed to be unbiased. Eh, wrong show. Wrong show. I am not an unbiased news show. I give you the news, and I give you my very biased opinion on that news. Now, whether you agree to agree with me or agree to disagree, that is up to all of you. That is what makes this show so great is all of us have difference of opinions. But when it comes down to actual fact based on research, patterns, and what people say, you should really look into these candidates and not just vote for somebody because your favorite guy endorsed them. Ask yourself what's better for your state and who would actually get that done. That's what you should do in each one of your states. You should never listen to me or anybody else. If you want to listen to us to give you some guidance or maybe bring something to your attention, that's one thing. See, Deanna says, disagree with Taylor. She's not strong enough. Well, there you go. But let me ask you, Deanna, and this is a, this is a good, this is a good uh, scenario right here of agreeing to disagree. If Taylor's not strong enough, give me a reason that you think Purdue is strong enough because we've already seen Purdue be pretty weak when it comes to his own election of 2020. So if Candace is not strong enough, which I respect your opinion, then let me know how you think Purdue would be stronger. Because I have not seen Candace run away from anything yet, but I have seen David Purdue run away from something. So a very, very good example of two people who disagree on, on a candidate. And this is why we have conversation. And this is why we have back and forth. And this is what I love about it okay jcc sounds like fear-mongering i don't know what jcc is terry says i always research all candidates in my state before voting miss Kam- uh, Kamid uh says candace is the definition of strong bad moon says purdue is a coward carla says who else do we vote for ugh frustrating She jumps on in both feet, says Tory. I don't believe Purdue is strong enough either, in my opinion. Kemp will win, which is not good, says Dina. See, this is good conversation to have, folks. Just because we have disagreements doesn't mean somebody's a troll. This is awesome. I love doing this. And as a matter of fact, when we start Coffee Talk, which will be on Locals Only, this is what we're going to do. We're going to have healthy, conservative, new Republican debates. And that is when I cannot wait for, uh, for that, to, uh, when we start doing that. So thank you guys for your uh, opinions. I appreciate it. All right, folks, let's, uh, let's talk about bringing the school system to its knees once again, because this is probably one of the most important issues besides abortion and election theft and the invasion of our southern border that we might be dealing with. And that is our future of our children. If we don't have children, then we don't have a future. And we don't have a future without our children. So let's talk about this. Let me introduce you to a woman by the name of Rachel Simon. Now, Rachel Simon happens to live in the uh, city of Philadelphia, and she is a, uh, she conducts transgender therapy, and she encourages teenagers who are in this transgender therapy that their parents put them in or that they got in themselves. She encourages them to distrust their bigoted, misinformed parents, especially if they are religious. Now, do you think that all the parents that have their kids in this know exactly what this person is saying to their kids? Or worse yet, what about kids who go ahead and uh, make get this woman to give them therapy on their own because we all know that you don't need parent signatures for anything anymore? Do you think parents know that their kids are listening to this? Again, her name is Rachel Simon, and she is a psychotherapist in the city of philadelphia maybe we should give her a call check this out
4: i am rachel simon i use she her pronouns i am a psychotherapist educator consultant and author um i run my private practice here in philadelphia and i am the author of the everybody book which is a an lgbtq inclusive um, sex ed resource for seven to 12 year olds. So I know, yeah, yeah. And I love that you said that this, this talk specifically was geared towards teens, but you're so right that sexuality education starts the minute you're born. I mean, we have, we're born with bodies. These bodies are cool. We want to touch our bodies. We're learning about, um, privacy and, you know, being, sexual and public from a very early age we're learning about. So drop the cons of talking about sexuality with parents and getting our sexual info from parents in the chat um, because we're getting some of that embarrassment, awkwardness, those can be cons. They don't wanna talk about it. Uh, homophobic and transphobic ideas from parents can absolutely be a problem, <laughs> inescapable judgment. Yeah, bigoted, misinformed parents who have no idea how to talk about gay sex. They're biased. If they are religious, it can be very difficult to get into the conversation with them. Yeah, sometimes you can get stonewalled out of information.
1: So there you go. We want to learn about our bodies. We want to touch our bodies. We want to have sex in public. We want to everything sex, sex, sex. We want to touch our private parts. Your stupid, bigoted, religious uh, uh, family members, uh, they just don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, we want to stay away from that kind of stuff. Bigoted, misinformed parents. And if they're religious, you really want to stay away from them. Would you guys like her phone number? I'll give it to you. Actually, let's see if we can call her. Let's do this. I don't have it through the system yet, but let's try to call her on speakerphone. I haven't done this in a while. These are always fun. Let's see if we can get a word with Miss Rachel Simon.
4: Hello, please state your name after the tone and Google Voice will try to connect you. Jeremy. You've reached Rachel Simon. If this is a psychiatric emergency, please call 911 or go to your nearest emergency room. If you'll leave me a message, I will get back to you as soon as I can. Thank you.
1: Hello, Miss Simon. My name is Jeremy Harrell. I run a show called Live from America, and we're broadcast on Real America's Voice News. I would love to talk about uh, having you come on the show and talk about your methods as a psychotherapist uh, for young teen transgender um, uh, children. Uh, or young adults, and um, you can get a hold of me by just emailing Jeremy at Jeremy Harrell, H-E-R-R-E-L-L, Jeremy at JeremyHarrell.com. would love for you to have, have you come on and just have a, uh, and have a back and forth conversation. Um, uh, obviously, I agree, I disagree with a lot of what you're doing, but I would love to have an actual conversation, and maybe you can educate me and my audience Uh, A little bit better on on what you're doing and how your kind of uh, psychotherapy actually works again If you'd love to come on the show, please just respond by sending me a quick email uh, Jeremy at jeremyharrell.com. I'd appreciate that. Thank you. Bye See folks, what I really want to do is I want to get her on the show I don't want to just say something over a a uh, a voicemail I want to get her on the show So that we can really 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 have a, a good one Leave a message and disguise your voice as a homo. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh, I'd love for you to have me just call me back. Um, <laughs> anyway, Rachel Simon, here's her phone number for all of you guys. And you guys can do whatever you want when you call her. You don't have to be like I did. You don't have to ask her to come on the show, although we'd like her to come on the show. The number is 267-457-4966. Where's all my action... Uh, Life from America Action People Alice, put this in the chat. 267-457-4966. And she is at 1518 Walnut Street in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Look, folks, I can tell you one thing right now. When we expose the, the, the reason why Life from America and shows like this and networks like RAV and others, the reason why we need to exist is because so much stuff would be swept under the rug and you would not know about anything that's going on. Because mainstream media will never put this stuff out there. That is why it's so important that we expose, 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 expose. Because even if we never get her on the show, at least the people of Philadelphia know about her now, and at least they can call her out in public when they see her. Shame her like they shame us. It's absolutely ridiculous what these people are doing to the youth of our nation. Now, if they want to counsel and talk with Transgender adults, that's one thing. But transgender kids, no. A whole other story. Kids don't even think properly until they're like, what, 30? Especially boys? I didn't start thinking like an adult until I was like 35. So don't give me that crap. Well, their parents signed them up for it. Well, then their parents need some psychotherapy as well. Because they're not allowing their child to be a child. You know what I'm saying? They're pushing stuff on them about sex and all this other crazy stuff. So anyway, we're going to go out and give Rachel Simon the Dum Dum Award. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it.
2: We did it, Joe.
1: Dum Dum Award of the day goes to Swamp Donkey Rachel Simon. Hopefully she comes on the show, but I doubt it. Don't hold your breath on that one unless you're a communist. Anyway, moving right along, we are talking about exposing and why this show is so important. We got two more quick stories for you. Wisconsin's superintendent, school, public school superintendent, has now been criminally charged for forcing students to strip down to their underwear in bathrooms for strip searches. I'm not kidding you. An absolutely disgusting and pedophilia act uh, as a Wisconsin school superintendent has now been criminally charged for making students strip down to their underwear in a school bathroom to search for vapes, vape pens. Not hardcore drugs, vape pens. This is one of those stories that slipped right through the cracks. And as always, we're here to pick it up, folks. If you haven't heard about it, I'll report on it for you. And here we go. She has been charged with false imprisonment, authorities say. Charges related to the confinement of six female students with the Shuring School District for an alleged strip search on January 18th are being filed against a local superintendent. Wisconsin's Suring Sh- uh, School District, which is S-U-R-I-N-G, Superintendent Kelly Casper, C-A-S-P-E-R, is accused of holding at least six underage students captive in the nurse's bathroom. There, she demanded that they strip down to their underwear. District Attorney Edward Burke Jr. says the superintendent, Casper, stayed in the bathroom blocking the door while students disrobed. Unbelievable. In, uh, in a news release... Burke stated that the students were not allowed to contact their parents or had any opportunity to leave the bathroom after they were confined. The only choice they were given was to leave the search conducted by police officer or Casper, Burke added. The state concludes that Kelly Casper locked legal or lacked legal authority to confine the students in a small restroom located off the nurse's office located in the Searing School public uh, complex the facts and surrounding circumstances lead to the state or lead the state to conclude that the children involved did not consent to being confined nor did not give consent to being disrobed Burke originally was hesitant to file charges as the search did not meet the requirements of the state to be a legal strip search as the students were allowed to keep their undergarments on. So because they didn't have to get completely naked, they didn't want to, they held off on it until parents got involved and then they charged. Long story short, this lady has now got criminal charges against her felony charges and she will no longer be a superintendent of that or any other school in the nation for the rest of her God-given life. And that is the importance of the shows like this, folks. I know a lot of people get sick and tired. They want to see Tucker. They want to see Hannity. They want to see the same old suit and tie bullcrap. But long story short, unless somebody's on this mic giving it to you like that, you're just watching old news and it doesn't even matter anyway. They're just giving you regurgitated stories that show up on their teleprompters. And now the power of shows like this and many others, State Farm, after last night's broadcast, got so many emails and phone calls, especially after this show broadcasted on Real America's Voice News, that State Farm has now backpedaled and ran backwards as fast as they can with their tail between their legs, prompting an end to the program that donated trans books to kindergarten-age students in the state of Florida. Wow, that was fast. Let me ask you this, folks. Let me ask you this. Did you hear that story on any other news station? Did any other news station besides Real America's Voice News, and I don't know because I don't watch them, please let me know. Did any other news station post about State Farm or do a story on State Farm yesterday? Because if they didn't, that means that Real America's Voice News, literally the audience of the Real America's Voice News um, audience, and the Life from America audience specifically had enough power to reverse State Farm's decision and have them backtrack and run away as fast as possible. As fast as possible. Insurance company State Farm is now discontinuing. It's support for the controversial Gender Cool Project amid backlash yesterday following reports that the company was donating books about transgender issues targeting five-year-olds in schools. Folks, this is a major win for us. Do you know why? Because that means that thousands of people, if not hundreds of thousands of people, called State Farm yesterday and said, I will no longer be using you as an insurance company for my vehicles or anything else, my home or anything else. That means they lost probably millions of dollars yesterday alone, and it made them walk back from their woke policies in literally less than 24 hours, and you can't tell me that God isn't real. You can't tell me that, you, that God's not winning and working behind the scenes. Because if Real America's Voice News and Live from America was solely responsible for getting a massive billion-dollar company like State Farm to switch their policy that quick, let me tell you, folks, we are changing the world. It's absolutely wonderful. Now, here's the question. If you are one of those who walked away from, cancel, uh, from State Farm, if you canceled your State Farm policy yesterday, would you go back today with this statement that they put out saying that we no longer... Here it is. Here's the statement. Ready? We no longer support the program allowing for distribution of books in schools. The statement continues. We will continue to explore how we can support organizations that provide tools and resources that align with our commitment to diversity and inclusion. There's those words. We recognize the value in diversity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Long story short, they ran away from it. We don't support the curriculum in the schools on this topic. Well, that's funny because yesterday you did. So my question to all of you is if you canceled your state farm insurance, are you going to go back? I would say no. If it was me, I would say no. Even though they did the right thing by backpedaling, they only backpedaled because they lost buku bucks, not because they have integrity. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the best way to end the show today. I do want to do one more thing here, and I can't, uh, I can't end the show without showing the hard work that, uh, that our producer does, and that's making things like this. Proud Sponsors. Or partners of life from America, as you see there, My Pillow, PatriotFoods.com, Brave American, all of those uh, companies. If you shop with them, make sure you use the promo code LFA. You'll get discounts, and we get a small kickback. And of course, GoldCode.com and AnthemSoftware.com, both geared to help you, the American patriot, the Christian conservative, grow your business or protect your wealth. And that is why we use these folks. So thank you very much for all of you who shop at these places, who work with these people, who are partnered with these people, because I'm proud that they are here and helping Live from America. Well, folks, that's going to do it today for Live from America. So remember, as always, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one. Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Sorry about Rumble today. I'll see you back on Rumble and everywhere else tonight. Have a great day. Keep a smile on your face. Your family's close. And keep spreading that gospel. Have a great day. We'll see you tonight, guys. Peace. Peace. Stop screaming that we first in America, first place. black, white, brown.